<laughs> yes. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. I am the founder and host, JD, and to my right is the hot and spooky one, Cat, my are, beautiful wife. We are your purveyor of booze. Yes. So tonight is going to be in the spirit, get it, spirit, of booze. Yeah, it's a stupid fucking pun. I get it, but just go with it. Uh, well, since- we're only going to say it like seven more times tonight, so you're full. So uh, tonight is going to be a, a, a combination of our ghost stories, paranormal experiences, things like that, along with uh, something different. We're going to be taking your phone calls um, to hear your stories. Uh, we have a few people lined up already, and we're hoping that we get some of you guys live that will uh, come and tell your stories. Yeah. Um, even if it's bullshit, we're going to pretend like uh, like it's cool. Legit. <laughs> Bible. So if you are watching live and uh, you want to comment, make sure you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. doesn't give Facebook any other permissions. It just lets us see who's talking. If not, go fuck yourself. Um, besides that, uh, make sure you can go check out all of our old podcasts on any of your favorite podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Just look us up under Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. Uh, don't forget to uh, tongue punch that uh, share button's fart box. And give that like button the old trick or treat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we got the spooky intro music because it's going to be all ghost stories. I know it's a couple <laughs> days after Halloween. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week because we were preparing for Halloween. Yes. Um, and we're also going to be doing our own little favorite drinks instead of having a so, drink of the show. As you all know, last year we did jello shots for the Halloween episode because I make a fuck ton and we use them on Halloween. We actually use them at a party, our Halloween party, which is JD's birthday party. Well, we have left we use on Halloween. Well, I made 200 jello shots this year and not a one even made it to Halloween, much less today. Yeah, there was 200 jello shots done in a night. It was a. Uh... It was great. Yeah, it was great. So part of part of one of my birthday presents from my cherry whiskey is gone too. One of my birthday presents from uh, my sister-in-law was this cool little skeleton decanter filled with Jameson. So I'll be drinking some Jameson and Seven Up tonight. It's something simple, something to to, to soothe the palate. What are you What are you drinking soothe on, lady? Your savage soul. Uh, in this sh- brand fancy new shaker here. Uh, I made a martini. Pretty simple. It, it's not hitting the spot. I've already sampled, <laughs> but that's okay. It's got alcohol. It'll do the trick. So, uh, we're not going to be doing um, our typical uh, a drink. Uh, what the fuck do you call it? Well, I, I don't know. Now it's kind of hit the spot. <laughs> Maybe I need it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we say about our drinks, we're not going to do it because we're just drinking some of our normal go tos. Nothing a crazy. And I put it in a skeleton hand glass to be all fancy and shit. It's, it's a whiskey and seven. You're welcome. So, so we're good to go with that. Um, so before we get to Argo stories and yours, we're going to go ahead and get the uh, sponsors out of the way so we can move Naturally. forward. And as yeah. always, our first sponsor is a uh, five by five brewing. Uh Oh, uh, standby cat. Occupy them real quick. While I see what's going on with the power uh, here. Give me the sponsor list. So, as always, our primary sponsor is 5x5 Brewing Company, Battleborn, Texas-made, veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas, co-founded by Army Army vet George Rice. With beers like the 40 Mike Mike Stout, Burnett Bombshell, and Fubar, it's no surprise this brewery is taking over all of the Texas market, people. Now, boom. Uh, ask your local bar, restaurant, and grocer to start carrying 5x5 company. 
company brewing today. So you can get a hold of them at 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com forward slash 5x5brewing. You can call them 956-445-5421 or email them info at 5x5brewing.com. They also have a lot of live events coming up. Um, you can go on their website, on uh, their Facebook page, and you can actually see those live events as they pop up. So, uh, And they're actually toying the with the idea of building a new facility. I saw the uh, first view or first uh, mock-up. It's going to be like a four-story building with like glass all the way around potentially on eight acres of waterfront property where in mission i don't they didn't say where you should go to robstown texas <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in robstown texas just pedophiles and criminals just criminals that's where uh amazon was talking about putting did they ever i don't know if they ever did i think i don't even know that's where amazon talked about putting a distribution center but i was like they're going to need locks for their locks, gates for their gates, because people there are ghetto. But I have friends who are from Robstown, and I'm not talking about y'all. Y'all are the exception, yeah, yeah, the not the rule. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, talk about our editing and distribution. Um, that would be Knucklehead Media Group, Marine Veteran, Stephen Colon. Uh, covering all of your podcasting and media needs from audio and video editing to strategy planning to global online distribution. This professional team of experts takes your idea and makes it reality while providing the knowledge and experience to help you grow your audience and reach. You can get a whole, what is this? Knucklehead.agency? What's that on? Is that their That's their website. The website is knucklehead.agency. Super. And Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is knuckleheadmg. No slashes, dashes, or dots. Like, just, just, yeah. It is what it is. All right. So that's all done. Fine. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move right into it. Uh, tonight is going to be in the spirit of booze. Um, again, real quick, uh, if you are watching live and you want to talk, um, to us on, on the comments. Make sure you go to uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook. Give a permission to see your name. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking about our ghost stories, paranormal experiences. If you're willing to share yours, uh, go ahead and message us on the comments. Uh, if we don't have your number, you might have to message JD. Yeah, message me your phone number. <laughs> we're going to be taking people's you. phone calls. We have the ability to do it just like a regular yeah. uh, radio show to where you can uh, talk to us live. Mm -hmm. uh, we can hear your paranormal story. Frank said your CREs are getting mailed out on Friday. Hell yeah. We're going to have crayons ready to eat right here on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably a week or two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And uh, let's see. Mark with the K says he's sipping on Jack and Coke. Hold the Jack. Sipping on gin and juice. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what you're drinking. Um, I'm doing Jameson and Seven. She's doing a martini. Um, I am. So last week was Halloween. Uh, yesterday was a Dia de los Muertos. So I'm going to say it. Everyone on here knows how crazy we are about Halloween, how we have a haunted house every year. I'm not going to say it went off without a hitch. I will say it went off and we survived a haunt another we day. We survived, yeah. It may have cost us some patience, some time, <laughs> a couple of animatronics, and a front window of my house. But we got it. We made it happen. We pulled it out. We had electrical problems. We had every problem under the sun. Man, it was animatronics not working. We, we ended up opening the, the haunt 30 minutes late because we were still building because my dumbass bit off way more than I could chew with yeah. how much I wanted to build extra this year. I think if we would have woken up earlier each morning, but you had your birthday party and everything. That so... is just, I've been going nonstop. We've been going nonstop. What is in your cup? Oh. Uh, Mark, 
Mark with a K says he never knew we knew Halloween or that we liked Halloween. Just stop it. So full of shit. So uh, it, what, what's weird is so I've always been a very skeptical believer in ghosts and things like that. We've discussed it in the past. Like, I definitely believe that there is something out there beyond um, what we can see, whether it's demons and angels or ghosts of people that have died. Yeah. Uh, inner dimensional travelers i have no clue no clue whatsoever i'm kind of open to any of those suggestions because i don't know there's no way to prove or disprove it um but recently Not definitively um recently i experienced something i've never in my 43 years have have experienced before and and i've heard about it we've all seen it in the movies seen it uh, uh but the sleep paralysis yeah and so for those of you that don't know what sleep paralysis and uh, what it is and how it works, especially with the paranormal thing is you wake up and you can't move. You can't talk. Um, it feels like somebody is sitting on top of you or holding you down, restraining you. Um, and basically scientifically what it is, is that part of your brain wakes up, but the part that allows you the part that, that keeps you from moving and rolling off your bed and stuff yeah. does not wake up. And and that's like the real basic idea Primal. of how it works. Yeah. But what happened with mine is is the first time it happened, it was the dream that I was having was so vivid. It was you waking up, um, getting ready to go to the gym and go to work, you know, doing your morning routine. Sounds like me. The same lights that are on um were on in real life as in my dream. You left, I heard it. So it's like it was kind of like I was half asleep and I knew everything that was going on around me. Um, but then at that point in the dream, but it, I thought it was reality. Uh, my oldest son comes in with a blanket wrapped around him. He's asking if he can sleep um, in our bed. I'm like, no, because he's fucking 14. I'm like, no. You're such an ass. And I am such an ass. But uh, I'd be like, come on, baby, get in there. But he walks out of the room. And as soon as he walks out of the room, something uh, sits on your side of the bed, crawls over and holds me down. And I'm trying to yell and scream. And all I can get out is just like a, like just light screeches is all What's I can do. Crazy to me is on several occasions in that same bed, I have been rolled like on my left side. So the right side of the bed is off the bed. And I have felt someone sit on our bed several times and that was the same we, side it was since we moved here besides that um i've seen a little boy and i felt him like pull on the bottom of my shirt just randomly but i saw a little boy several times and i thought it was nolan like running into the other room and then i go and no one's there and my dad was told during our halloween haunt by a neighbor that some kid had killed himself in this house years ago. So Which I I, I tried Googling it. I can't find anything. Yeah, but, but there was, um, as I was out building the haunt in the front yard uh, several days ago, it was the day of Halloween, day before Halloween. Um, this kid in his mid-20s comes by. He was uh, said he used to live in this house. And uh, he was just coming by to see what it looked like. And... and um wanted to talk to the, the neighbors next door and mention them by name. I'm not going to say their name on the air. And then he's like, yeah, my dad died in this house, died of cancer. I'm like, well, fuck. That's two deaths that we found out of in the same in day, day. Mm -hmm. that uh, the realtors never disclosed. So I don't think 
they were required to unless you no. ask. But I thought they were required I think to. There's a murder, yes, but not by natural. Well, I, of course, the suicide, I thought it was any death, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, they have to. Maybe not. Jeremy says that the uh, nightmare, the uh, the uh, damn it, I blanked out on the word. The 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 night terrors, uh, sleep paralysis happened, when happened to him when he's living in the dorms on base. So I actually was looking up celebrity ghost stories because um, things don't actually exist unless the celebrity agrees they do. <laughs> At least that's what that makes sense. social media makes it seem. So um, I haven't read all of these ghost stories, but there was two that I was just like perusing and um, they're very similar. So Mike Coulter, uh, he's been in a few shows. Um he said, when I was a kid, I used to have this thing that was sitting on my chest when I would sleep and it was keeping me from getting up and I couldn't open my eyes and I would struggle and I couldn't breathe very well. And his mom said, um, they explained it as spirits being attracted to him. So as he got older and it Pedo he moved away and as soon as he moved away, it stopped, stop it. <sighs> Sitting on his chest, really? That's not what they'd be doing. But what's crazy is, Wait, is with stop. mine, I, have I never got to finish telling mine. But when with mine, my eyes were open the whole time. Like it wasn't my eyes were closed. Like I was wide awake except for I couldn't move and I couldn't talk. Like it was fucking crazy. Like it freaked me out so bad. Like I, I don't think I've ever been. And then from there, it was at least twice a night this entire month or twice a, a week this entire month. I've had this same shit happening over and over where it's a sleep paralysis. Or just horrible, horrible demonic uh, nightmares, unlike anything I've had before. And I don't know what's causing them, but it just—it's fucking crazy. Well, how about Jessica Alba? You know who she is from oh, yeah. Sin City. She said, "I felt this pressure, and I couldn't get up. I couldn't scream. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. Just lay there with my eyes open. Something definitely took the covers off of me, and I definitely couldn't get off the bed. And then once I did, I screamed, ran to my parents' room." And I don't think I spent many nights in that house ever again. <laughs> so she has the same thing. So uh, Mark with the K says, uh, Mama Hacker and I were at her parents' house uh, in Oklahoma years ago before they moved. To preface, her mom is a clean freak. She called us into her formal living room to show us the child's bare footprints in the carpet going from the entryway to a bookshelf. But there were no kids in the house, and she had vacuumed about an hour earlier. Did you just burp halfway through this? Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> it was it was yeah, accident. that's fucking creepy. Yeah, that would freak me out. I think kid ghosts are way freakier than adult I think ghosts. So too, but like the little one that's in the house, like that's what freaks me out. Is I see I see him run and I'm like, Nolan. And I go in there and he it's not Nolan. And that's scary. So yes, and I've had it like pull on the bottom of my shirt and push me, but it's all lower, like lower back. So whatever it is, it's small about Nolan size, Nolan seven, like I've, six, seven, somewhere around there. I've had a few things happen in this house um, outside of the sleep paralysis thing, but it's nothing that's definitive enough for me to even consider calling it a ghost. It's just either coincidental stuff or I, I, I could easily write it off as my eyes playing tricks on me or something else. Like it's, it hasn't happened enough or consistently enough for me to, to really be like, okay, yeah, some weird shit's happening. We are going to make our first call. Are so, you ready? Are you ready? You're going to call my mom. Okay. We're going to call Karen. Did you already uh, let her know? 
She she knows. I told her I call her between uh, eight and eight thirty. So as we talked about, we are going to be making uh, phone calls. If you want to share your story live on the air, uh, either shoot me a message on Facebook or comment here, and then uh, I'll get your phone number and call you. And I got to say, y'all, I'm a very blessed, lucky person. I have very supportive parents who are dealing with our crazy. They came and helped us. <laughs> they stayed for three days to help us set up for Halloween, tear down for Halloween, <coughs> and even were a part of the haunt. So very so, blessed person. Right before I uh, push call. I'm going to read uh, Jeremy's comment just to let me text her and let her know. Where All right. So uh, Jeremy said uh, he was the one that commented earlier saying that uh, the sleep process happened to the dorms. And he said during that time uh, he was dating a medical chick uh, who was into tarot cards and witchcraft. Well, that's part of your problem right there. Well, you see my uh, Ouija what, board Oracle right behind us. What did uh, I say the other night? Uh, a black object was up in the corner of the room, but there was odd things that happened in those dorms all the time though. Like, I guess they were there were new dorms, but they were built over old ones that were built over an old building that was built over an old building type situation. Built over an old cemetery. Probably. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I said the other night there was this girl that I met and I was like, bitch is crazy. I think I've fallen in love with her. <laughs> because I'm convinced that as soon as a dude sees a girl's crazy, he's like, I'm gonna put a ring on it. Like it's I don't uh, yeah. get it. Men are wired retarded. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay, so, my mom says, "Okay, I'm watching you. I'm gonna have her." All right, so I'm gonna give mom, her a call right now. Mute it. Yeah. Ooh. And hello, hello. Hey, how you doing, Karen? I'm good. If Hi, mom. Got, <laughs> I turned the volume way down so that if it's, if you still get a mess from it, I'll turn it off. Um, so okay. I think you sound great on our end. Um, yeah. People that are watching, if everything sounds good or bad, let us know. Um, we're kind of new to this phone technology here. Um, so, <laughs> so I've had a lot of experiences, and so I don't know if I'm sensitive, you know, through the years I've had them, and I'm pretty sure I inherited that and my, like, acid reflux issues from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so go ahead and, and tell us your ghost story. Okay, so I've got a couple of them. One of them got two parts. Uh, the first one happened many years ago when I was doing uh, preparatory classes to get into nursing school. And one of them was the pharmacology class, but the only time they had it was in the evening. And we, at that time, I lived in a little town about 15 miles outside of where the classes were and where I worked. And so um, about halfway through that 15 mile, there was an intersection where a road intersected into it, but there was hills on both sides of that intersection. And I was always, I would always slow down because I always thought this would be such a, a place for somebody to get plowed. So one evening after I finished my pharmacology class, I was heading back. It was of course after dark and I come over the first hill and there's a guy standing in the road and I slammed on my brakes, and he was like somebody out of the 50s. He had on a, a white T-shirt with cigarettes in his rolled-up sleeve, and his jeans were rolled up in white bobby socks and loafers and such. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I put the car in park, and I got out to see if he was okay, and he just disappeared. It was, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so about two weeks later, I was going to work. It was just about sun, sunrise. And my car at that time had vinyl seats, and it was in upper Missouri, and so it was cold. It was like 
32 degrees that morning, maybe a little colder. Nope. And so, the, of course, you know, the vinyl seats, <laughs> they're cold to sit on. They didn't have heat, heated seats in. And so I get to that same intersection. I come over the hill heading into the town, and the seat in the passenger side creaked. You know how when someone moves on a cold seat? Mm-mm. And I looked over, and I, I could see through it, but I could definitely see a shape of a man. And he reached up and he lowered the visor to block the sun on the passenger side. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> I would have done plowed the car into a fucking telephone pole. <laughs> of course, I was I I was slowing down because I was trying to look at him and watch where I'm going, and I'm like, um, "Is there something you want to tell me?" And it, he sat there and he turned his head and looked at me, didn't say anything, and then I went over the second hill and he just faded away. It was like that's the last time I saw him. I never saw him again. It was yeah, I definitely saw a ghost. Something <laughs> similar my- to that when my dad was a uh, over the road truck driver driving nationwide, um he told me he was uh he was at a stoplight or a stop sign uh and just doing what he would normally do, following the laws, rules, whatever. And somebody inside the car said, "Move, move now." Oh, shit. Like, there was no what? person, but just a voice came, and he said it was just like you and I talking right now. I said, move, move now. And so he drove forward, and as soon as he did, another vehicle came and plowed right through the area that he would have been part oh, or shit. stopped at and went oh, right I- through and then into a yard and where whatever building was right there. Dang. Wow. No, thank you. No, I know. Anytime <laughs> you gotta listen, you gotta listen. Every time I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, if, if if somebody told me to move, move now, I I would not. I mean, the only thing, the only experience hesitate. I've had while driving is me and the boys were driving, and it was like, it was at night, and we were heading back from mom and dad's place, and it was after I don't know what holiday. We're on our way back, and there was this truck behind me, and he was following really freaking close. Like he came on to the road really fast, up on my ass, and I'm like, dang, this guy and his brights are on. And so even Daniel was like, man, this guy's a jerk. I'm like, right? And all of a sudden, there's like no light, and we turn around, it's gone. It's freaking gone. So oh, like, I remember that. Yes, and we we the kids refer to it as ghost truck. That's when we were driving. To, we were driving in. Uh, it was when we were in Missouri, over by Lake of the Ozarks. When we had that truck, that was, it was there, and then it wasn't. And it was, yeah, it was, it was riding our ass and and just being an asshole. It was yeah. there, and then it wasn't. And there was no turnoffs, mm-hmm. no side roads, no houses. Yeah, I knew. Freaky. I knew we had just seen mom and dad, but yeah, it was crazy. But there yeah. was no roads off. It 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 came out of nowhere, peeled in front. Like, oh man, it was crazy. I don't even know. So, so what other stories do you have, Karen? Uh, the other one, uh, you were talking about someone on your bed. Uh, this, when we were in Gettysburg, we went to Gettysburg and spent a few nights at the Farnsworth House, which is the most haunted building in Gettysburg. And we actually stayed in the Sarah Black Room, which is the most haunted room in the, the entire town. Um, they say that there are a total of 16 spirits that haunt Gettysburg, including soldiers. There's an eight-year-old boy, the the one girl that was killed, the only civilian death mm-hmm. by fire, and all of that. So, but anyway, this this Sarah Black room we got to stay in. Um, so several things really happened. We had 
specifically bought a camcorder that we could set up on a timer and it would take for eight hours or more. And we had it fully charged and we set it up and we left the room to go to dinner. Um, but we also checked up the stairs because we knew the only thing above us was the attic. And we went up the stairs and there was a big old lock on the door. So it was locked closed. And so we went to dinner and we came back just to check on things. And uh, the camcorder was still going. We kind of reviewed it. Nothing was on it. So we plugged it in while we were getting um, just kind of messed around. going to go have a drink. And so we get back and it's running. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. And we had footsteps, footsteps above us. Oh. Clomping around. Like some guys up there clomping around. And we know that the some of the soldiers that's where some of the snipers were during the war so we went back up the stairs and it still was locked it's that same lock was still on the outside so it's not like anybody could get in that was the only entrance so it's like oh cool this is cool but we can't record it because they zapped our power <laughs> oh my god gettysburg well, is definitely on my to-do list dad, my bucket list dad said something about the recorder calling you a bitch is that true I he heard it. I didn't, but yet it was. I was like, ah, oh, that stupid thing. How did they? Why did they zap it? And um, about the only thing that would come up is, is that you bitch. <laughs> oh my god! Like I needed the energy, bitch. Don't be stingy. <laughs> so there was a wedding dress in the corner on on one of those, you know, fake body things like that you use when you're making dresses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that had been Sarah Black's wedding dress, and so they had it in there. Well. Every once in a while, it would move. There's no breeze in the room, no air conditioning. It wasn't okay. That would wasn't be cool. cold enough. To be so, but every once in a while, it would move. So we go to bed all night long. There was either walking around upstairs or somebody sitting on my feet. Sitting they, on your feet. On my feet. Pervert ghost. They would, my legs were were down and and. Uh, They'd sit on my feet and wake me up. I'm on my feet and I'd pull them out. And then, okay, everything's quiet. Go back to sleep. Damn it. They were on my feet like six times through the night. Someone was sitting on my feet. Enough that Dan could feel the bed moving down oh at the foot gosh. of the bed. And it's <laughs> nice It's nice when you have that validation where really somebody is. else can... can... <laughs> verify yeah. part of of like if yeah, not the like, feeling at least part of what you're crazy. experiencing you're like okay somebody yeah. else knows what the fuck's going on yeah. so it's like okay yeah yep. i want to so know anyway, that was our experience there that's nuts i want to go so bad so bad i want to know uh like like psychologically like like have freud here and have him explain what makes people like freud the, like the the doctor yeah, is dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, like, but what makes people like you, me, and and your mom and dad, and other people go to places that they know are haunted, knowing it's gonna scare the shit out of them. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so, like how? What psychologically makes us do right that? Here. Morbid curiosity. That's it. Yeah. Curiosity. Maybe that or maybe the desire to prove that there is life after death. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's lots of reasons, but there's got to be there's, some kind yeah. of a psychological, <laughs> yeah, starting point, yeah, for it. And you know, I used to think being Christian, oh, is it right to really believe in ghosts? You know, or 
is that do we should I be thinking that that's purgatory or whatever? But then, uh, um, actually, as it happened, your your dad and I were talking about our trip to Gettysburg and whatever, and I said, well. I wonder if it's right to believe in ghosts. He said, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure God's okay with that. So, <laughs> but the third, during the reading at church, it said, um, it was when Jesus came back. Oh, and yes. he was in the room mm-hmm. and they, and they looked at him. He said, I'm not a ghost. Why are you afraid? I'm not a ghost. Yep. He did. He touch me. Yep. So obviously ghosts were around even then. Yeah. That's well, not true. only that, but there's and a uh, he brought back ghosts when he came. Yeah, back. there's there's so a part there's a verse in the Bible where yeah. he brings back the families of yeah. of all the dead in town. Yeah. Uh, when he was resurrected. So obviously right. Jesus believed in ghosts or had seen them. So because he brought it up, or at least you know knew that that was a thing. So yeah, I completely agree. So I don't yep. see I don't see a problem. There's our validation. There you go. Thank you, Jesus, for validating even more of my life. I appreciate it. So Jesse Esterly said, uh, hi and bye. World Series is on. Uh, We were actually going to try and get you on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's on. There's no score in the top of the fifth. All I know is I'm a Rangers fan because I love disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so they're not doing very well, but at least they haven't allowed any runs. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Mom. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you're for right coming on, Karen. Right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 See, that was good. Yeah. So if you are watching and you want to share your story, uh, shoot us a, a message in the comments. Um, I think someone did. Um, they didn't ask for us to call them, but it said, uh, Mark with the K said back in 13 at our house in Corpus, there were a few late night sightings of a tall man in a trench coat coming out of the hall bathroom by me, my wife, and a couple of friends who had stayed over. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, if I the saw whole trench coat ghost, thing gets me. Yeah, I was gonna say if I saw that at, at my friend's house, I probably wouldn't go to my friend's house again. So yeah. tall man, and I saw some ghost wiener when he flashed me. <laughs> slender man with a slender weenie. Uh, Jeremy talks about the ghosts of military drive in San Antonio, which there's so many different versions. There's That's like so just one of those ur- urban legends where it's like the, the, the urban San legend Antonio. is, uh, uh, changes all the time. Uh, he also talks about, uh, did he asked if I ever went on the railroad tracks in San Antonio where the dead children supposedly pushed your car? I think we talked about that so, last um, Halloween. Yes. I think we talked about it briefly. It doesn't hurt to, to revisit it, but there, uh, for those of you who don't know in San Antonio, there's these haunted railroad tracks, um, where it appears as though the, the tracks are uphill. Well, the road is uphill where the tracks cross it. And the story, the urban legend, is that a busload of kids was uh, hit by the train, killed the kids. All the all the streets around this railroad tracks are have children's names. Um, the crosses on the side of the road. And, yeah. But you, you put your vehicle in neutral right when you're on top of the railroad tracks, and the ghost of these kids will push you over the railroad tracks. You put powder like baby powder or something on the back of your car. And, um, you'll go out and you'll see little fingerprints and handprints all over your, your trunk or tailgate or anything like that. Yeah. Um, when I was stationed in San Antonio, I went there multiple times, got the shit scared out of me because you do fucking roll. <laughs> yes, you do. And, uh, he took me when we started. Dating. And yeah, I took her when we started dating and, and um, Luckily, we got out of there right before the cops showed up because it's it's become such a, a bad People place. People are stopping on railroad tracks. Eventually, yeah. someone's gonna get killed. It's but yeah, the police inevitable. the police are there quite often now. Uh, but 
unfortunately for all the believers, it has been scientifically disproven. Um, it's actually downhill. It just it's it, you're at a slight, Yeah, you're at a slight decline. And the way the trees and everything are around it makes it look like you're at a slight incline. Yeah. Um, and also, no bus was ever hit by a railroad train anywhere in San Antonio and anywhere of the history of San Antonio. Um, so it's just an urban legend that who knows how it started, but it took traction and, and is just gone. But yeah, it's, it's a still, still a fun experience. Um, and I guess that the fingerprints are yours from closing your trunk or your tailgate. And even hey, if you wipe it down, prints. it's, it's still your, your oils and everything stay on there, even if you wipe it down. So, yep. um, unless you clean it really, really good, like a criminal or something. So before we move on to our next call, uh, I'm going to do another celebrity, Carrie Fisher. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. So she recalls the death of a close friend, a Republican operative named Greg, who overdosed in her mansion many years ago. And she said after that, lights would go on and off um, on a toy machine that wasn't being touched and was on the off position. And it would say, fuck you eat shit you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and it would go off in That's the night kind of ghost by itself in my closet eventually uh fisher's friends arranged a uh, exorcism at her house and after that things went away i just thought of of a ghost story i've never brought up on the show <laughs> and it's uh my my brother um passed away in in 2013 um very unexpected and violent death. I'm not going to get into all of that, but um, my me, my immediate family, Cat, and a couple of our very close friends would stay on the front porch, yes. smoking cigarettes, drinking beers, doing what you know, just grieving over the next several days as we're prepping for the funeral and everything like that. And my brother had a, a Dodge Ram that was parked in front of the house, and uh, my dad had the keys to it um and we're all sitting there and we're bullshit and we're telling stories we're laughing we're crying and out of nowhere the lights turn on on the dodge ram now the 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 truck is off the doors are locked and it's not like the sensor went bad for like the automatic turn on for when it gets dark the actual knob was turned from off to uh -huh. on not auto but on and the car was locked and everything. Like, that's just freaky as fuck. Turn it off. Started back in the same story that, that somebody was telling. I can't remember which one it was. It's, it's irrelevant. But it, it was the same story. And at the same point in the story, the lights we turned were, on we again. We were talking about him liking lights. How he had put lights, like LED lights, strips of them in his car. And how he was obsessed with them. And we were actually talking. That's what was crazy. Was we were actually talking about his obsession with putting lights on everything. And then the lights to his truck came on. And it was like. Oh shit! And then our oh, our middle son, who shares a, a, a the namesake of my brother, and my brother was there for his birth. Oh right yeah, there. that's his um, baby, mm -hmm. Deegan. Um, Deegan was young, like real young, like toddler age, um, when when Randy had passed away, and you would walk down the hallway past Deegan's room, and Deegan is talking to Uncle Randy, and describes his neck having being bent weird and and having boo-boos on his face and his forehead and the kids didn't go to the funeral like we we kept them very far away from 
um, everything. They knew that they went that he went to heaven and he that he wasn't exactly going to be there. Where the injuries but, were, and he never saw. Yeah, but to know that he had a broken neck it, and everything. it was crazy. And so for your toddler to be telling you this shit is quite unnerving. But it's also cool because that means my brother, their uncle, is keeping an eye on them, which yeah. I'm totally okay with. Like he's welcome to be around anytime he wants. And Just he stay out of my bathroom. Eventually, he stopped talking about seeing him, but it was years. Like he would be at my mother-in-law's house and would talk about seeing him. So it was years that he saw him, which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to give you uh, another celebrity and then we'll. Before, before you, we'll um, for those of you that are just oh, tuning in, um, if you want to tell your ghost story or your paranormal experience on the air, uh, we are doing phone calls. Just comment uh, if you want us to call you or message me directly. Yeah. And um, with your phone number, preferably, because you might not have it. Uh, I'm going to do one more celebrity and then we're going to call. I know I already said that once, but one more. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. He moved to Los Angeles's first place. Uh, he said he freaked out when he saw an elderly female ghost one night in his home. Uh, he said, when I first moved in there, I had just a tent that I put on the floor upstairs bedroom with a sleeping bag and my dog. Um, and he said that night he heard some strange noises, saw the elderly woman and heard, uh, the sound of a dime dry dropping on a glass table, not 10 feet from him. And he was so freaking scared by it. Naked, he ran around the house trying to find the culprit, thinking someone had broken in, that it was that apparent that, like, they, someone's in my house. So I don't know, man. That dude smokes so much weed. I don't know if I believe him or not. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, besides, if someone did break in, they saw him running naked towards them, they might not have wanted to stick <laughs> So we're going to do our next caller. I'm going to text her right now and make sure she is going to answer. Kind of disappointed she's not watching. She was. She knows this was going to happen. She should be watching. Damn How her. dare you? Damn her. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to tell your story as well, just uh, let us know and we'll give you a, a ring and dingy. We'll we'll make arrangements to get your your phone number privately to where it's not all we're, there. We're just going to put it on Facebook. It's fine. We do. And this whiskey is hitting the spot tonight. So, All right, go. So I am giving Amanda a call now to tell her story. Let's see what she does. This number has been disconnected. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. Hey, you are on the hey. air. Ooh. So, so you were live for for dozens of people to hear. But you can cuss all you want to because our people are cool. We don't fall under the FCC, <laughs> so fuck them guys. Hell what, yeah! What are they gonna do? Ban us? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go know. on Twitter where we'll be able to say whatever we want. There you go. All right, so so tell us your haunted story, there, Miss Amanda. Uh, I don't know how interesting it is, but um, there's a, I guess I have a couple. So um, we used to live out on a ranch and um, our dad, cats and my dad, he used to work outside a lot and he always wore jeans and a white shirt and a baseball cap. It was always the same outfit. And there were several times this one's going to be kind of short, I guess. But there were several times that we would, I would be sitting on the couch or. And he'd, um, and he'd walk by the front windows. 
And I would see a guy in a white shirt and jeans, bright, like a reflection off the shirt, walk by the front windows. And they're hurricane shutter windows. So, you know, you see bits and pieces. And then by the time it got to the front door, it's like, oh, dad's home. He's going to walk in the door. Nothing. It's just nothing. I So you go outside and look and you look left, you look right. You're like, oh, maybe you went to the shed. Go check the shed. Nothing. It's crazy. And it's not once, not twice. It's like multiple times. I saw the exact same thing. And for years, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because anytime I talked about anything paranormal, dad would say, it's, it's between, between your, your ears. ears. And JD, okay, hi mom. Hi, so, Dad. so I'm not saying that I was ever at the house when we were dating before. But if he was, but if I had been there, I, I might have seen, seen that same him. guy. So he he may have seen that. Same like it is 20 years ago. Yeah, I was at your house when we were dating. When we you were weren't fucking. there. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Don't not, act not sorry. I hope you didn't get in trouble for it now. It's I hope not. What are you going to do? Ground her? <laughs> Send her to my room? Because <laughs> it's my room. So, so we saw the exact same thing. So we didn't say anything about it. And then I remember bringing it up one Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. And Jerry was like, the guy in the white shirt, like before I could even get it out of my mouth, I was like, holy shit. And that's when I realized it wasn't just me. And it wasn't just him. Like, this is a thing. Like everyone saw it, but no one said anything. And then to, to digress, it's one of those things where it's nice to have that validation that you know you're not fucking nuts because other people experience the exact same thing yeah. without feeding off of each other. Yes. You know, you're so describing Sherry, the same thing. Jerry, Jerry, Yumi, all four daughters saw the exact same thing. And it was so yeah, crazy. And it was during the day. A... It wasn't like at night where you're like creeped out and stuff. No, it is broad daylight. And you see a guy in a white shirt and jeans walk past the front window. And I'm like, oh, that's here. He's going to open the door. He's not yeah. opening the door. Let me go check. And no one's there. Yeah. Happened all the time. No vehicle, no nothing. But nothing. you still check. Like, oh, he yeah. could be in the shed. No, he's not in the shed. But why would he be in the shed? His truck's not even here. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's freaking crazy. And it was like, yeah, all the time. Not, I don't think yeah. every day. I don't know. I yeah. think it took us over five I, it's like five to 10 years before we even said anything to anybody. And I was like, oh, crap. Right? <laughs> I was about to say, so, I mean, I, it, it happened time. as a kid and into my, you know, early 20s. And then we brought it up. Yeah. In my 30s. Yeah. So it was a good solid 10 years before we said anything. And and being from an outside perspective, you know, you've you've known your your dad your whole life. I've known him over the past 20 years. And to see... um how his thought process and belief is of, of the afterlife, the paranormal and things like that have changed, changed. Um, in, in that relatively short amount of time, especially in the last, let's say five to eight years, yeah. maybe yeah. Uh, how it's agree. changed because yeah. even through discussions we had early in our relationship, you know, 15 years ago, it was a hundred percent against the paranormal and it was just retarded and you're stupid and it's in your brain or it's between your ears. <laughs> and now, and now he's a lot more open to it. And, and especially talking to you and Amanda and Jerry and Sherry about it. So yeah. uh, it, it's kind of cool to see that, that uh, openness to not to suggestion, but to, to the potential. Yeah. The potential yeah. of it. Thank yeah. you. 
And we'll be, uh, hopefully, in November, we're looking into doing a haunted tour of a abandoned hospital. So maybe we'll have a follow-up oh, with man. my parents or in yeah. with my sisters. So uh, what other experiences <laughs> did you have, Amanda? Um, so in college, um, stayed in a duplex, which you all know, um, that we didn't have any, like, background history or anything on it. But it was um, – there was – a few times where I would, I was like the first one to get up for class for college. And like, it was like the sixth sense, all the cabinet doors in the kitchen were open. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, my roommate got drunk again. And just like, look, go on like a snack binge and left everything open. And we've so talked about I this house on the show before in the past. And, and again, I actually talked about the fact that I left yeah. the kitchen, went back and all the cabinets were open. Same thing happened to me. And the fact that that we sublet the house, sublet that that room to y'all after we'd lived there for a while, and as soon as y'all moved in, everything stopped, and then it restarted the same uh, order Wait. of the events that that it started with First, us. First, all the lights are on, and you're like, these fuckheads left lights on, and <laughs> and then the, do yeah. and the doors, so yeah. And, yeah. That same that same house, though, it had um, the back wall behind my bed it was scratching and banging middle of the night during the day it didn't matter and, which, and then there which was is, one time I was home by myself and showering and I heard somebody clearly open the bathroom door and close it and I was like okay well I was yeah. dating my husband now Justin and I thought he had come in and I was like oh Justin you're home and I opened the curtain and I was like what the hell nobody's um no it's here. crazy about that scratching so I though got out, I'm the the girl that gets out and checked it. It, <laughs> it was the cross on the wall that would move that mom even said that when she stayed with us that the cross moved and it was on the mm -hmm. wall it was hanging on the the or, or the wall. other thing if, if you're in that room and there was scratching and and bumping as soon as you left that room you couldn't hear you could only hear it in that room that's true yeah and from nowhere yeah. else even the adjacent side of that exact yeah. same and, wall and what was the first experience i had was in the bathroom where I thought you walked in and the hand in the shower that I talked about last time, same thing. So like we all had very similar yeah. experiences just at different times in different like phases. So, so, so a little background of everybody that's watching or so listening. Um, if, if you haven't heard this story or portions of the story in the past, um, we did find out after we moved into this house that there was a double homicide in 1991 in that house. Um, a man went to go kill his estranged wife. She was living with, her mother and grandmother in that house uh, she wasn't home so the dude's like fuck it i'm just gonna kill mom and grandma um his last words before he was put to death was i don't see what the problem was i was just getting rid of a mother-in-law um that's how cold this dude was um horrible horrible murders i looked up the uh, the 911 transcripts and everything and and the things that happened in this house had to be more than just him and those ladies though because there was just straight up demonic shit happening um go back to some of our old episodes look for look for any episode that has any kind of haunted uh title to it over the past uh two years and and we talk about it but there's some really cool shit to, to hear about that if you're if you're interested um yeah do you have any others you want to share lot. before we uh before we uh, move on here amanda well my most recent one believe it or not is in my house um christmas last year the year before we had um, like music box decorations for Christmas that we put on our bar in our kitchen. And I heard a noise when I was upstairs with the kids 
and it was like a jingle jangle. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I <laughs> a jingle jangle. A jingle jangle. Yeah. It was like, you know, a Christmas song. <laughs> I don't remember which one it plays. And um, I get downstairs and I was like, why is that um, music music box moving? It's a Santa Claus with the, the reindeer and they spin in a circle. Yeah. And um, I, as soon as I walk over to it, it stops. Riley reminded me of it today. I was like, I don't remember that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> But I was like, what the hell? And it didn't, hasn't, it didn't do it again. But I was just like, it stopped right once I got to it. I didn't even touch it. I just walked up to the bar and it stopped. Oh my God. Kind of weird. And it's like a hand me down one. So it's kind of, kind of crazy. That's <laughs> like, what? Well, so we brought in all of our animatronics <laughs> in the rain yesterday. And we had this uh, skeleton turtle that kept going <laughs> off, even though dad had switched it off. And it went off for minutes, minutes. So he takes a, a screwdriver, opens it up, takes the batteries out, sets it down and goes, okay, if he goes off now, you better be calling somebody. <laughs> I need an old priest and a young priest. And he didn't, thank God. But I was like, okay. But we kept looking at it, like waiting for something to happen. It was really funny. <laughs> He's going to be stored in your attic or some mill. You're like, what is moving? Yeah, no. And it makes the most annoying sound in the world, too. So if it goes off, I'm going to be more annoyed yeah. than scared. Yeah, it's I'm like, shut the fuck up, turtle. <laughs> fuck you, Donatello. This fucking turtle, <laughs> Donatello. Raphael, shut the fuck up, Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> so so you got any more uh paranormal experiences you want to share before we uh, move on there amanda no that's that's it just awesome well well thank you for coming on the air and sharing your your stories <laughs> with our with our three people two of the million haunts i've had in my life so i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome i was well I was glad to be a part of them <laughs> oh, okay. all right love you see you soon all right we'll all talk right. to you later love you too. all right all right bye bye Mark with a C asked, was that after I shot it in the head? So Mark with a C was here helping out with the Halloween yeah. stuff too. And yes! yeah, he, he finger gun yes! shot it in the head and it stopped. And then a couple minutes later, it started again. And then after they pulled the batteries you out. shot it in the head, it went off again. And I tried to shoot it like you did. And it was still going off, even though the power button was off. So we wound up having to pull the batteries. So uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is um, the Ouija board. And just in general... Um, we, I, I bought a Ouija board as a prop for our um, home haunt this year. Yeah. Plus, we have the giant Ouija board, tablecloth, uh, a couple other things like that. Um, funny thing, our seven-year-old calls it a Luigi board. Yes, Luigi. <laughs> it's like a Luigi. Mario and Luigi. Yeah, it's a Luigi it's board. It's a Luigi board. <laughs> um, I frankly, I think they're they're bullshit. He used to call my sister Anna Amanda Jones instead of Indiana Jones. So it's he's he's different. Uh, but I, uh, before I opened up the Ouija board, um, I wanted to do research just for kind of peace of mind. Uh, found out some cool facts about Ouija. Um, so the Ouija board was actually not seen as an evil or demonic, even by the church um, thing, until the movie The Exorcist came out. Before then, it was just a fucking board game. And nobody was scared of it. Nobody was... You know, you didn't have religions, uh, uh, you know, completely abolishing it, saying it's horrible and, and evil and demonic and all this other shit. Um, and, and in actuality, the board isn't the bad thing. 
it is the planchette, which is supposedly would actually like a gateway or something. The the gateway or what talks to the dead. The it original planchette have, have a glass. No, we well the original. So so before there was an actual board. Um, the planchette. Well, I'll grab this one right here. Um, didn't have this window or anything. It had Careful, a piece. Don't burn your hand on my fake candle. It had a uh, a piece of pencil lead that came down and it would board and it would auto write by the spirits. And that's how, that's how the original Oracle worked until the, uh, the spirit board was created. And I, I can't remember the guy's name that did it, uh, but made the board that we're all familiar with, with all the letters, the, the yes, no, goodbye uh, and all that stuff. And then that's when the circle for the planchette or the Oracle was put into it and used to make it easier to, to see what it was saying. Huh. But the first um, trademark lawsuit in American history was around the Ouija board. No way. Yeah. So, so cool. Um, the guy that made the board uh-huh. versus the guy that financed uh, making it an actual national toy or board game or whatever, um, they fought back and forth. Um, in in the trade law, trademark courts, whatever. Yeah. Um, also, there's all the stories about the people that get freaked out and they they try to burn their Ouija board because that's the way you get rid of the demons and everything like that. And I can't, I don't know what I can do. I threw it in the fireplace and it wouldn't burn. Um, all by law, all board games and board game manufacturers have to make their board games out of fire retardant materials, huh. so you can't burn your Ouija board. It'll burn just as Don't good as your try. Monopoly board. And fuck Monopoly. Monopoly is more <laughs> e- evil than Ouija. It's a Ouija with an A. Duh, says Mark with a K. What? <laughs> it's Ouija, Ouija. It's all, we all know what I we're talking about. I call Ouija boards. That's what I've always called them. That's what I've ever, ever heard anyone call them. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was in the military and I was in a dorm room and we were using it. And, uh, Man, I was sitting there cussing at it, screaming at it, like doing anything I could to get it to do something. It didn't do anything. And ever since then, I've just been like, yeah, you know, get fucked. It's stupid. So Courtney Cox had bought a house in Los Angeles, some canyon in Los Angeles, and said that it used to be owned by Carol King. Well, Carol King came over to her house and was like, yeah, there was this like nasty divorce and murder in this house and the house is haunted. Courtney Cox is like, yeah. Okay, whatever. Like, I don't believe in that. But every time she'd have guests, the guests kept saying that they would see someone and that someone kept sitting on the edge of her bed, like on the edge of their bed. And all of them, regardless of what bedroom they stayed in, kept saying someone was sitting on the edge of their bed. So one day her doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy. So she goes to the door to answer and his face turns white. And he's like, your house is haunted. And she's like, why would you say that? He's like, because there's someone standing right behind you. And she goes, I, I put it on the market the next day. Huh. <laughs> she's like, no, nope, fuck that. It's some random guy. And his face turned white. And he was freaking out. Was like, there's someone standing behind you. And there was no one standing behind her. She's like, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to play. <laughs> so Mark with the K asked if I'd stay the night in the Amityville house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yes, I would. Well, there's there's a lot of debate now whether or not what happened as far as the actual Amity story with with that family um, 
is legitimate or not, because now there's a lot of people coming out um, that were involved in the story initially that swore that what they'd seen was was uh, true and factual. And now they're coming out saying, yeah, the uh, the family got in over their heads buying that place. They didn't have the money. They were going bankrupt. And they they dreamed up this whole story because of the history of the house with the murders that had happened prior um, to get out of the house, to get out of the the, the loan, sell it, and, and move on. And they had these people in town that they were that were in positions of power in various ways and, and they got them involved in the story to help them out. Um, and whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would stay in that house. Like I don't, there's outside of, of Hollywood. There's no stories of people getting seriously injured or killed by ghosts. I mean, no, not Really? <laughs> I mean, not that I know of. So I've got one. Um, Bridget Marquette. I don't know if you know who that is. She was one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends. Um, was she one of the one? He, was she one of the ones that had the show? Yes, she was one of the ones that had the show. Oh, so she was blonde with fake tits. Yes. Okay. Obviously, that's every single one of his <laughs> girlfriends. You did not narrow it down the fuck. Okay. So, oh, wait, but fake she, blonde. But she lived tits. there for seven years from 2002 to 2009. And she had heard rumors of the mansion being haunted by ghosts of girls and potentially children that were like, there was rumors that there was underground tunnels of them smuggling sex slaves in and like human trafficking. And she said these were rumors for decades i've seen before i've seen yeah basically but like the decades that there was these rumors of them smuggling people in for pleasure and um that the house is being haunted by some of them who were angry and she didn't believe it she lived there for like i said seven years and she said that um there was definitely like an old energy to the house but she didn't really believe in ghosts but would have like small experiences, things opening by themselves, closing noises, talking where there's no one. And she said one night um, she saw a girl standing in her doorway who had long black stringy hair, very pale, very thin. And she was wearing a T-shirt and acid wash jeans that were too big for her. Um, she, but she looked more modern day, almost like she looked at her like she recognized her but couldn't pinpoint from where and like she disappeared had a few experiences after that and was like this can't be real like so she said okay um i just need proof if this is real and as soon as she said that out loud her tv turned on by itself and the volume went all the way up and she was like okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i'm good i don't need any more proof so after that, when people would say, oh, is the mansion haunted? She'd like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So we're, would, would you stay in the Amityville house? Yes. Yeah. And then Kelly asked, would we stay in a graveyard at night with no lights? I don't see a graveyard as being haunted. In fact, like um, I used to take Daniel as a baby. Uh, we lived right around the corner from a cemetery. So I would take him for walks there during the day because like, I don't really feel like those people, especially if it was a very old cemetery. So uh, some of the tombstones you can't even read anymore. It's that old. I just don't feel like they have family that visit them anymore. So to me, it was like more peaceful than anything. So yes, I would stay in a graveyard because I don't really see ghosts there. I see just the bodies of the spirits who are. Yeah, it's just it's just the vessels else. at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just the vessels. 
So I would stay in a graveyard with no lights and I would be fine. I, have I honestly in. feel more peace in a cemetery than I do other places. I, I Honestly, I would stay just about anywhere um, paranormal. Um, the only thing that would keep me away from it is if there's physical conditions that are unsafe as far as you know, the floor is going to fall out from under me or the building is going to collapse or something like that. I might not be willing to stay at any of them without lights <laughs> or another person <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I would probably turn into pussy pants and probably see things that weren't there because I'd be freaked out. So I would put conditions on it, but with conditions, I would stay. I, I, I honestly think any of those places <laughs> like that, I think the worst part is like the first five to 10 minutes with, with the anticipation and the anxiety, yeah. especially if it's an unfamiliar layout or anything like that. Like when we went to the, uh, the, the, the abandoned hospital in Yorktown and, and the paranormal the investigation there. minutes that were fucking creepy as balls. So no, not for me, like the initial part, the initial walkthrough was creepy. And then once I got familiar with the layout, like it was just, it was cool. Like I was, all right, this is, this is what it is. And then of this course, is you know, what it is. this is what it is. Like, I don't know I felt more at peace there than I did scared. There was a couple of startles, but I was never like scared, scared to be there. Okay, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna call you out. Are you ready? There is a air a room of dolls, and he literally what? not only said nope and walked off when he had to pass back by it. He like okay, those gave are dolls. It a super wide berth. Right. Dolls are fucking scary. Fuck he dolls. Was like no. So so Kelly asked if ghosts don't scare you. What does that is dolls? Porcelain dolls, creepy looking, realistic looking dolls. dolls. Fuck those things. No, not a fan. Like, yes, I did give that room that was filled with dolls a very wide berth. Cause fuck that room. Spiders. I don't do spiders. Dolls freak me out. I don't do spiders. Uh, windows freak me out. Like when I'm sleeping, but I hate like windows dolls, when I'm sleeping. Spiders can actually hurt you. Dolls can fucking hurt you too. They can be possessed by evil fucking doll people things. And I have worked in medical field for 17 years. My parents have worked medical for God knows how many years. I've never heard of a doll attack. That's because they're secretive about it. <laughs> and there's <laughs> never a survivor. <laughs> there's there. no doll attack survivors to tell the story. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, yeah, you know why you've never met an air uh airplane accident survivor because there isn't any. <laughs> so Mark with the case says one of his favorite places is the haunted mansion at Disney. He also I, says his wife collects porcelain dogs. I want to figure out for our home haunt, I want to figure out how to do the hitchhiking ghosts where they're in the mirror, like when you're sitting uh in, in, in the ride, you're sitting, the whole thing is you're sitting in this thing and it's moving along these tracks. Like it's, and, and it spins you to look at certain things. They're holographic projectors. I just answered your question. You're welcome. But it was before, like this has been a fucking ride since like the 60s. Like the, the technology has to be something I can make here. Holographic. <laughs> but the thing is projecting onto a mirror is what's difficult. holographic projectors. But projecting on a mirror is what's difficult because the mirror would reflect the light off. And that's what's weird. Like, I need to figure it out. Set an angle. And then Mark, Mark with a K talks about Chucky. Uh, my aunt and uncle owned an arcade, and then they had um, a ton of different locations around South Texas where they had uh, um, video games, the cranes with the stuffed animals. This is and, with Chucky? Yes. 
and pool tables, all of this other shit. Well, uh, since he had the cranes with the stuffed animals, he'd always have to buy boxes upon boxes upon boxes of, of toys to fill those things with. Well, one year he got a shit ton of Chucky dolls to put in there. And this was right after Chucky came out. I'm like nine, <laughs> 10. And he gave me a Chucky doll for my room. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Your mommy's put clowns in your room. You're clowns cool don't that. bother me. But the Chucky, so so I was so worried about this stupid plastic Chucky doll waking up and taking my dull ass Swiss Army knife and stabbing me to death with it <laughs> that I fucking I cut out its eyes with my dull ass Swiss Army Are knife. Are you serious? I bound its hands behind its back. Okay, because I was so freaked. I was nine. If I, if I had a kid Teen. who took <laughs> if I had a kid who took a doll and cut out its eyes and taped its arms behind its back. I'd be more worried about the kid than I would the doll. <laughs> I'd be like, he's a serial killer. Hey, Mark agrees. Mark, uh, another Mark, because we've got three watching, agrees with me about the dolls. So there's dolls. Mark squared and Mark cubed? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's lots of Marks. But yeah, Mark no. Mark R, Mark D, and Mark G. This is not going to get confusing. This is not a Mark convention, people. You're on the wrong show. No, they're not on the wrong show. They're 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 one of our three people watching. <laughs> no, but these are our eight people. If they're named Mark. They're watching this show. <laughs> Everybody else. But there has to be something to where you or me or the combination of both of us uh, makes paranormal shit happen. I don't know. Probably because it's like almost every place we've been in, something has happened to the point where we're living in a house when we're living in Kyle. I'm like, there's no fucking way this place is haunted. Everywhere he's been has had something. And then you and your sisters experienced a bunch of shit. I'm like, y'all are stupid. There's nothing going on here. Wow. Really? And then yeah, I even called you out on it. And then I was at the house. You stupid in my face. I'm sure I did. No, you didn't. Well, I'm saying it now. But then. Marital problem. But then I, I was taking a shower and everybody was gone. And I thought, um, I thought y'all had came home from the grocery store, wherever y'all were at, they're running the errands. And because while well, I was taking a shower, the toilet flushed. And the seat went down and yeah, (laughs) shittered haunted. And so, yeah, I thought it was you. And then I got out and I was drying off and I'm like yelling for you. And I get go out downstairs. Nobody's in the house. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I guess the the ghost had to piss, but it was polite enough to flush. My parents think that we are more open because we believe. I think we're, yeah, we're open to the fact that they're real. So they just find us. Like but I didn't always believe. Girl. I didn't believe until shit started happening. <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because I, I really honestly didn't believe. Like, I kind of believe, but I didn't believe, believe until the house we talked about earlier in this show. Clap your hands if, if you believe. <laughs> but the house that we lived in where there was just, it was bad, bad, bad haunted. That's the house that made me believe and made me want to do the more research and stuff uh kelly asked uh if we if the paranormal shows on tv are real no um no you know what i'll say this uh what is it the uh ghost hunters started out going to people's houses to actually help families and there were so it was so sporadic that he even got evidence that i think maybe at the beginning at the beginning it was potentially yeah. real but they wanted to increase their viewers, and then they only did businesses. After yeah, went, that, they went to tourist businesses. traps after that. And 
all of a sudden they're having a thousand experiences and it just became obvious. And then there was a girl who left because of her um, health issues. And she came out and said that a lot of it was staged. But, but the investigators didn't know what they had staged. So their reactions were real. But it, it was staged. And then I'm not going to say the 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 investigator's name, but it rhymes with the uh, Rack Reagans. <laughs> oh, the goth, the goth king of Vegas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The pretty boy that dresses all in black. Um, I think he started uh, similarly. It no, started. He was always pretentious, and none of that was ever real. Well, when he when he before they had the show, when he was doing his own he things, and it was on always YouTube. Always possessed. But like, yeah, but uh, yeah, once he finally always really? got possessed. But uh, initially, like the first thing that got him his show was was uh, him doing real paranormal investigations. And they were in some ghost town in Arizona where they caught uh, some bricks being flung across the room. And this is just like with home video type technology. And it, w- it was way different. He wasn't claiming to be possessed and, and all this other shit. It was just actual normal stuff. Um, I can't imagine him as a normal person. <laughs> I think I, I, I kind of like the show Destination Fear because they don't say that they're there to investigate the ghost. They're, they're just, actually just there to they're scare just the there shit out of themselves. to get scared. And yeah. if they get scared, and, and it's more of a point. it's like if they catch something great, but really they're going to be scared shitless regardless because they're not investigators. They're just people. They have normal jobs. One of them's in like is a doctor, is a eye doctor. Like the, the just, girl is a is a, is a semi pro hockey player. Well, that's what I was talking about. She went to eye to eye doctor school. She's an optometrist now. You didn't know that she got yeah. a doctorate. Good for you, baby. Good for Good you. Good for you. But yeah, they're like normal people who have normal jobs and shit, and they're just they're just scared the shit out of themselves. So good for you. Uh anyway, on that note. Yeah, on that note. Play me out, bitch. So. It is time. We, we ran a little bit long night. We went an hour 10. Well, um, when, it, when, when, when you're it's flowing, talking it's about flowing. shit you love, it's easy but, to... Uh, yeah, we do have to call it a, a night. She has to get up early in the morning for work. Uh, I have to get up early in the morning and finish tearing down all the shit from our Halloween hunt. Uh, but thank you all for watching and tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, make sure that you go and check out all of our old episodes on YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just look us up under South Paws Tales in the Barstool. Um, make sure that you uh, tongue punch that share button's far box. And go trick-or-treating with that like button. Go trick-or-treating with that like button, she says. Go ask it for candy. Uh, so, yeah, thank you all. Uh, as always, if you're going to go out and drink, make sure you get a sober ride home or just drink at the just house. Just drink at home like we do. It's a lot safer and a lot cheaper. Yeah, it is. So, y'all have a great night, and we will see you uh, same spooky night, same spooky channel next week. All right, bye, everybody. All right, y'all take care.